Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. On each episode, we take a magic wish and try to come up with the perfect ironic cost. The idea is that knowing the cost, you'd be a tough call whether you take that wish or not. Previously, we had, you can disappear away, either subtly or spectacularly, from anywhere, but end up in a nearby elevator with one of your exes, romantic ex, ex ex-boss, ex-roommate, etc. Feels like getting out of one situation just to get into another one wasn't worth it for most of you. Final results, 66% reject on Twitter and Facebook. This week, it's our last episode. That's right. There will be no more Break-A-Wish after this. So savor it. And our wish is the only thing that makes sense to me. I wish for more wishes. I'm joined by three of my favorite guests, Ann McMaster, Kat Letwin, and Paul J.P., to squeeze every last drop out of this genie. Welcome to Break a Wish for our final episode where all your dreams are going to come true for one last time, and then there'll be terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. Joining me this time, we have Kat Letwin. Hello. We have Paul JP. Hello. And we have Anne McMaster. Hey. Uh, And we are going to be doing what seems like the best thematic thing to a final episode, which is wishing for more wishes. Um. What are, what are you guys' opinions of that when someone comes up to a genie and wishes for more wishes? What does that make you guys feel? Makes me feel like they're an asshole. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just wish like you've already been normal. offered all Don't the power sure. in the world. Yeah. It's like they're definitely that kid who in grade two was asked, what's the capital of Mongolia? Mongolia, And they're like, M. Um, that's yeah, that terrible. very common thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> They're the smart ass in the room. I have total respect for that. More wishes? Smart. I actually put it the other way. I think it shows a lack of creativity because you should be able to ask for a wish that gives you all the power of many wishes. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of kind of, uh, it's like like crypto bros or uh, people who are super into NFTs where I'm just like, oh, you are absolutely maligning the spirit of uh, both art and investment. <laughs> And frankly, I I choose not to subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah, don't don't read it. But if it happens, then we still got to be ready for it. As as the evil genies we are, we've got to find a way to like turn it around on them. I guess mm-hmm. find a way to like like that famous Jimmy Buffett song, "Turning Around." Uh, yeah, well, I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> Oh, are we the Jimmys I, in this scenario? We're the Jimmys. And, and the Buffets. We're the Jimmys and the Buffets. I, well, I guess, I guess we're, we're thinking on behalf of the genies here because, yeah, we're, we're assuming someone's coming up to a genie and asking for more wishes. I would go see and, a band called Genie Buffet. Really? Yeah. I would go see a band called Jimmy and the Buffets, which is a Jimmy Buffett cover band. I want to go to the Jimmy Buffett Buffet. That's all I really care about. The Jimmy Buffet? Yeah, the Jimmy Buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Genie Buffet, like Gin... Buffett, um, and then it's like the classic you get like some sort of like arabic feel and then you also mix in some jimmy buffett feel and see what happens there 
Oh, the top of the bay you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> that would, oh, that would taste so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woody. <laughs> Meanwhile, the in-house band is playing Margaritaville on a zither. Yeah, something like that. I want to hear it. I don't, I can't fully imagine it, which is why I want to hear it. Okay, so I know what my first wish is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, hard to uh, turn that. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You've you've asked for a weird thing. They're just going to give it to you. Unlimited access to a Jimmy Buffett themed buffet restaurant <laughs> is both the wish and the ironic curse. <laughs> <laughs> Camp of what you ask for. Or don't, whatever. We're pretty chill here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like most. Great episode, Maddox. Thanks for having us. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're done. We're done. Signing <laughs> off. Yeah, I feel like most genies just cheat. They say, like, no wishing for more wishes. But, like, let's let's say we didn't think of that in advance. We got to give, give saw, more wishes I- somehow. I saw a webcomic recently where um, it was Aladdin. He's not wishing for more wishes, but he wishes for more genies. <laughs> yeah. And and literally the last panel is just the genie being like, fuck you, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a good loop around. It'll work. Yeah. But then you got a lot of, you got to keep track of your genies, I guess. Cause like each of them has only three wishes and then when they're done with the wishes, are they free to maybe get vengeance on you? I don't know. I wonder yeah, the power right. dynamic with the genie, right? Is this like a situation where, like, is the genie in servitude to the wisher? Like, are they in fact like you know their em- employee? Like, uh, what's the power dynamic? By Disney's there? Aladdin rules, yeah, yeah, which is why it's such a big yeah. deal when he uses his final wish to free genie. Yeah, right. Or it could be like wishmaster rules, where they serve a larger, more powerful, darker master than yourself. Ah, that's mm-hmm. true. But they normally are in some way inclined to grant any wishes asked of them until the wishes run out. And then they sort of have either more freedom or you don't get anything more of them afterwards. Yeah, actually, I watched Wishmaster 3 in preparation for this. Is that not going to come up? I mean, (laughs) if you bring it up, I will lovely talk about it. I haven't seen 3 yet. I saw 1 and 2. And... uh, I guess just didn't have occasion to go for three. I should have. I don't know. You know, it's it's eh, it's not great. It doesn't have uh, <laughs> it doesn't have uh, Andrew Devoff, the same guy playing. The That's Wish right. Masters. Yeah, but and also like they really missed an opportunity to call it Wishmaster Three: The Final Wish. Well, the thing is, is there's a there's a Wishmaster Four. So I know, but they wouldn't have known that at the time, I mean, and they, they shouldn't have, have assumed. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't involved in the contract negotiations. They might have already known there was going to be a fourth one. Mm. Right. So the real ironic consequence is that someone asks for not more wishes, but more wish master. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, do they just have to suffer through the continually degrading quality of the films as the series goes on? <laughs> but they still have to watch them. They still have to continue watching. <laughs> wish master 74. <laughs> you wish you were dead. I can, I can it, think of worse ways to... Spend, <laughs> spend my final years. <laughs> Kudos to you. <laughs> for your creativity <laughs> and self-doubt. Okay. So, wishing, wishing for more wishes. This is what we're talking about, yes. right? Okay. 
I think it's part of the job, man. I think if they're asking for more wishes, it's like you're a server at Applebee's. You're like, yes, I will bring that with fries instead of salad. Or it's like, uh, like, uh, you know, like bottomless coffee or like bottomless refills. It's just bottomless wishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a low rent wish. Like, yeah. You know. You just got like a pitcher of wishes. <laughs> it's the kind, of, it's the kind of wish that makes you like reflect upon your life. How did I end up here with these people? Right. Ooh. Okay. I think I think I just had an interesting idea okay. based on that. So right now, wishes are uh, like IOUs to the genie, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the wishes are just sort of a thing that you agree upon. But what if the wishes uh, had some sort of physical representation that you had to hold in order to spend them and thus could be lost and or stolen? Um, and thus you can get more wishes. Like, let's say you double your wishes, but like there's a cooldown between them so you can't spend them right away. And someone could try to steal them from you or, or, or lose them. And you had to like defend them from all the people who would want your wishes and they're so easy to lose they're like airpods yeah yes <laughs> like what like you're you're waiting for the elevator in your apartment and uh you go to like take your wish and like put it in your pocket but it accidentally like goes down the elevator shaft or it yeah. goes down a the grate and it's like oh no and like anyone can redeem these wishes now like a, a rat could stumble on the wish and be like wish i had more cheese and suddenly like the elevator's full of cheese yeah what would a rat that would be what a rat would wish for yeah you want to get out of this rat king my tail has been like too long all these other rat tails i wish i could be pizza rat yeah and then suddenly it's the, the rat has a whole pizza and your wish is spent and uh it's gone that would be that'd be pretty frustrating if i if i had unlimited wishes i might wish to give pizza to a rat we're not saying unlimited. We just said more. So let's say oh. like you double your allotted wishes, but it's like but a you actually card. have to hold them as it. little things. Yeah, yeah, they're AirPod-sized things you can lose, <laughs> and you have to keep on. Now I wonder too, like when you get these like quote you know not unlimited wishes, but potentially unlimited wishes, is it that um, you know it's kind of like the the law of balance that like when you take something, something else is taken mm-hmm. like, away, or something else is destroyed, or something like that. Kind of like that. Um, the philosophical thing of like, oh, here's a box. If you press this button, you get a million dollars, but like somebody dies. Um, I mean, but then you don't know about that until suddenly like, oh shit, Trump is president. Um, or like, uh, oh, there's like a tsunami well, you get that's one happening. one little black or, hair yeah, underneath your chin for like <laughs> eternity. Like the more you pluck it, the more it comes back. I mean, I I would... Finally, try to grow a beard in that case, I think. <laughs> One hair beard. Yeah, but Max, you got to think about me. Because, you know, I would have all these little black hairs that keep growing, but they won't match the beautiful red hue of my luscious locks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll look cold. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, consequences. I like that. I feel like there's a discomfort with infinity that's part of this question, too. Like the idea of, like, oh, abundance that's not allowed you have to appreciate and value things otherwise it's like just gluttony like i feel like there's this kind of like i don't know under over undertone or overtone of like but that's not right that's a really good point that's one of the reasons why uh yeah. gluttony is, is like a, a cardinal sin question? right is this about jeff bezos and how much we don't like how much he has 
Oh, uh, to the answer of the first one, no, it is not religious. If it's anything about Jeff hating Jeff Bezos, then yes, yes, it is. Uh, somehow. Uh, he, the genie would definitely turn on Jeff Bezos. Maybe Jeff Bezos is a genie. <laughs> he does make Aesthetically, it's come kind of over, got it. Over day, overnight shipping, genie. He's a genie. No, he just does like indentured servitude. Like that's all it is. <laughs> We're just talking about that. Real witchcraft. All of these genies are like servants, right? Yeah. It makes sense. But he's not the genie because he's not the servant. He is using other people as sort of servants to give you value. He's come true. He's granting your wishes by seeping the life force out of and wealth out of others. Okay, now there's a consequence. Mm -hmm. It is. It is a consequence of using Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So I guess we could we could try to put it on your own conscience that like the more wishes you use, they somehow seep goodness from the world at large. Yeah, like mining, like mining. Oh, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, like uh, like Bitcoin mining, whether it's actual like um, mineral extraction. It's yes, the more that you uh, satiate your own. Um, hunger for more and largesse, the less and less other people have. I mean, I guess it's just so clearly this already happened because we live in 2022. Um, so I don't even know why we're debating this. I'm like, oh, no, that that was the every wish you ask for raises the global temperature by one degree Celsius on Ooh. average. Well, I mean, that'll that'll be done in a five minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, we're all dead. It's like, well, I finally have I'm my own arcade fire. room, but also uh, I don't anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, because I'm on fire. What about, um, you can wish for more wishes, but every time you do that, you have to beat the genie in a fight. <laughs> like Mortal Kombat? Like mix, mixed martial arts, uh, video uh, games, or like... Oh, yeah, so standard here? Uh, UFC rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not championship bouts, only three rounds. And aren't genies kind of non-corporate? They're normally associated with like smoke and fire, which is why they like, yeah, that's why the, the, the Disney one has like a wispy bottom. But like, I think they can have legs. Oh, for sure. Genie, as in I dream of genie, she had legs. Yeah, that's true. I think I could beat her in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it really does depend on which genie you get, whether you think you can take them or not. Nah. Ooh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's um, you don't get to choose which genie you fight. <laughs> so, which means you can't necessarily prepare for the battle. Yeah. So it's kind of like in either, um, you know, like in Ready Player One or in like uh, Harry Potter or um, any or Hunger Games where it's like you don't know what your exact um, battle is going to be and you don't know who you're up against. So you can't quite prepare. All you have are your own uh, skills and accoutrements that are on you. So yeah, maybe you're very good at UFC fighting, and yeah, the um, I dream of genie genie appears, and you're just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat up this woman, um, or or uh, I have to beat up genie Hackman or <laughs> right, or like a non corporeal or like a more fire and brimstone genie appears, and it's just like, oh man, I don't have like um, you know I, I I you know I don't have like my Ghostbusters uh, kind of stuff like I can't uh, use like energy against it or like oh my fists are just gonna go straight through this I don't have a proton pack I don't I don't have um, a, a trap like yeah damn. no magical weapons um, 
So, you know, it'd be like putting a barbarian against a wizard in a D&D fight. Yeah. Paul, do they have their genie magic during the fight? Because that seems like that's an immediately not fair. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing in the UFC rulebook that says magic isn't allowed. So We're doing airbud rules on the that UFC? That says a no. dog can't play <laughs> basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I feel like even Robin Williams' genie would like turn me into a doll I, immediately and I make jokes about it. I would love to see airbud rules in the UFC, though. <laughs> Well, you know, there's there's nothing in the rule book that says Brock Lesnar can't fight a giraffe. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. I would love to see that. That's a version of UFC I would actually be interested in. I feel like both Brock Lesnar and the giraffe would be confused about how to proceed with the fight. Like, I mean, Brock, Brock Lesnar would be confused for a few seconds, but he, he would get right on in there. He's a professional. But like, where do you put? Like, you like he expect to punch in the face or something, but the, he can't reach the face. So you go for body blows. I guess you do body blows. You work the body. Go for the submission. Well, and how do you get a giraffe in a chokehold? That's uh, very easily. I think you need a team. Much easier than getting a person <laughs> in a chokehold. Do you realize, like, but having to like they're so tall, you'd have to like manage to like I don't know climb up on top or or parkour your way onto the giraffe. And shimmy up to the part where their trachea actually is. Mm, that's true. Wait, isn't the whole thing trachea? It feels like a pretty big undertaking. Like, and I'm not a giraffe scientist. <laughs> you know, just it does matter a lot whether you have to strangle any point of the neck or the entire neck. Because then, if it's I'm the gonna, entire, I gotta neck. look this up now. Where is a giraffe? <laughs> the ironic consequences: you have to become a giraffe expert. Cat searching how to strangle a giraffe. Only and then... giraffe-themed wishes. <laughs> Okay, just a thought. What if the okay, I found out is that? Sorry, sorry. I just found um, a whole ass academic paper called "Quantitative Anatomy of the Trachea of the Giraffe." So, <laughs> oh my god, read it. Let's hear it. This is going to be gold. Do they answer oh, how to strangle boy. a giraffe? That's what we really care yeah, about. Read the whole thing. Okay. This will be the first podcast to get copyright striked <laughs> by JSTOR. <laughs> Summary. We describe the macroscopic and quantitative anatomy of the trachea of the giraffe, Giraffa camelopardalis, uh, Rothschildy? Wow, Rothschild named the giraffe's trachea after him? Okay. The trachea of one juvenile male giraffe, 25 months of age, weighing 754 kilograms, was used in the study. The length of the neck was 125 centimeters. Trachea had 107 centimeters in length on its cervical part and 18 centimeters on its thoracic. Wait, 125 centimeters? That's barely a giraffe neck. That's a little juvenile giraffe. That doesn't even count. Oh, exactly. You'd have to know exactly where the trachea was, especially in this uh, juvenile giraffe. I don't want to. I don't want us going around strangling baby giraffes. I want a full adult giraffe okay. fighting a man in an octagon and you will get it because you know as always reddit is the source for everything useful on the internet and if someone has actually asked is it possible <laughs> to strangle a giraffe i work in a zoo and i have tried to strangle a giraffe numerous times okay red flag well, you, you, Wait, shouldn't, you shouldn't work in a zoo is this is my technique wrong? And someone actually responded. Wait, the person real. who worked in the zoo with the giraffe is um, not the expert in this scenario. They're the asker. They are the asker, which probably says more about zoos than anything else. Strangle it at the very top from behind the jawbone. Serious answer. And then uh, since you work in a zoo, you should go stack a lion on a tiger, place them next to your giraffe, climb up, and then try. That's useful strategy. Guys, well, I didn't wish for that at all. I think this podcast has become too educational, if anything. 
Okay. Um. Okay. But also from um, animals.mom.com, the internal anatomy of a giraffe pets on mom.com. Nestled within the giraffe's long neck is a 12-foot trachea. 12 foot. Okay, so here we are. When the giraffe inhales fresh air, it's impossible for it to fully expel the previous breath, resulting in oxygen-depleted air being trapped in the trachea. The giraffe compensates for this problem with the slow respiratory rate and oversized. Wow. Do you realize how stoned a giraffe could get? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I'm coming back. Yo, this giraffe should move to Toronto. We have so many dispensaries. (laughs) Oh my god, someone get that giraffe a bong! <laughs> oh, that bong would have to be so tall. <laughs> okay, someone Google, is it possible to get a giraffe stoned? Let's keep the educational content coming here. Maddox, this is the last episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm even thinking that like a giraffe-themed bong would probably sell really well. And mm-hmm. probably what? already exists. Like, imagine like painting it in that kind of... Um, in that like uh, the pattern style mm-hmm. and that like where you like take the uh, choke out is like the giraffe's head. Like, oh my God, it would be so cute. Yeah. I'm going to have to go market that now. Become we rich. Podcast didn't make enough money at podcasting. My giraffe bong series. <laughs> That's where the real money is. Giraffe. Hang on, I'm working something here. Giraffe-disterian. Raph-disterian. Raph-disterian, right? Raph-disterian. <laughs> I got there. All right. Thank you. Giraffe-safarian. Giraffe-safarian. Thank you. There we go. Well, that was a journey. All right. I, th- I think we may have gone on the giraffe tangent a little long. Yeah, quality content. <laughs> oh, no doubt. But I think it's time to wrap it around a little bit back to uh, wishing for more wishes. Right, I think yeah. finding the genie is great. That's where how we got here somehow. <laughs> okay, I have a serious thought. I really do. What if you can wish for more wishes, but you only live like one more year? Oh, so it's like a, like literally you're a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you sprinkle a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid? Oh my God, that's dark. Yeah. All I'm saying is that Brock Lesnar definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, what if, so, cause we're trying to fit in, I think the idea of the finite to balance out the infinite. So what if the mm-hmm. finite comes from your ability, you're taking away your ability to make more wishes cause you only have one year. Right. And that'll supersede any other wish you make afterwards. You can't do uh sort of like, Time travel bullshit. You can't do, you can't do longevity I bullshit. I would. I want more life. Yeah. Yeah. No afterlife bullshit either. You get whatever afterlife you were going to get before. We already said this was not a religious topic. So yeah. I, hey, I'm talking about quote multiverse stuff. I don't know. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Or being a ghost. None of that. No ghosts. I really, I like this idea quite a lot because the idea of like, okay, yes, you have finite time. You have only a year to wish for everything you ever could have possibly wanted. I feel like most people would go through their biggest wants and desires within like a few months, right? And then you're kind of left with, uh, dare I say, like bereft, Hmm. right? Like suddenly like, okay, I, I think I've stretched like the limits of my imagination or do we go deeper? Do we find even more things that I didn't even realize that I had wanted. And then, of course, as time is drawing to a close, most people just only want mm-hmm. more. Yeah. I feel like I would feel a lot of anxiety that I'm misusing my last year. But isn't that isn't that a meaningful life to care about the wishes that we need? To have them matter? But then you'd end up, like, for sure, if this was, like, um, 
uh, an Oscar bait movie, which it is now. Um, at the end, like the protagonist realizes they only, they just wish they could be around for like their daughter's ninth birthday. And that's mm. the one wish that Something like that. It does feel less like an Oscar bait movie and more like a circa 2011 Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> oh, you don't think that's Oscar bait? I mean, okay, Norbit was nominated. About movies. <laughs> was it? Yep. It was wow. nominated for an Oscar. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Rooster's Wishes. Exactly. It was best adapted screenplay. Well, uh, I guess I've got to ask to the to the party then uh if you had infinite wishes but only one year what do you guys think you would do with it i mean i'd love it what would i do with the year or would i or would i take it no no what what would you do with that year yeah um i would i would travel around the world as much as possible i would um you know considering that like i have all these wishes and only a year but um i would have unlimited funds right i would yeah, I think I would spend it like hopping around the globe. Maybe I'd go into space too. Maybe I'd just be like, yo, Bezos, like uh, hold my beer and then, you know, launch myself into orbit and then actually see yeah. the And then while you're up in space, wish for another beer so that that nerd Jeff Bezos is left with a beer that you're not coming back for. <laughs> oh, that fucking nerd. Jeff Look, Bezos. I think we can all agree that at some point yeah. in the year we're going to dunk on Jeff Bezos. But will that be our entire year? Or, ooh, now I'm tempted. <laughs> well, then it, it would also be very interesting to use those wishes as well for like, hey, um, you know, like I wish for like global equality. Like I, I wish for like actual like redistribution of like uh, wealth and privilege, like the idea of basically wishing for like i wish we mm. lived like the star trek universe like i wish instead of like always going for money and resources we started um a concentrating on knowledge and possibility and what if like maybe one of those wishes is like we move the needle of humanity from like get wealth like get money and fucking uh, uh, fuck bitches like and then just move it toward like Let's uh, make the universe a better place than where we left it. So even if you die after a year, I think that kind of, um, I, I think that'll live on. I think uh, the legacy of that, which would change humanity, would be worth, you know, a measly little death. Like Eddie Murphy stars in <laughs> it's called Pluto Nash. Get on board. I would yeah, use one of my I, my wishes to make Pluto Nash the success that it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do like that point. Like, I guess I was worried about like if I was spending my last year for me, I would I would spend the whole year in anxiety just being like, am I wasting this? Is there something more fun I could be doing instead? You can also you wish go. away your anxiety. But then am I me? Then I get into some existential stuff about identity and self and i would wish for three seasons of an indiana jones anime <laughs> like I... we talking like 10 episodes on a netflix or are we talking like a full 28 episodes Is short early 90s thing? style anime and then like a full like 90s style ayumi hamasaki opening like another guy in the yeah, exactly. That's really what I want. I know. 
I think we've all agreed on wishes get well spent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But in a way, we're all bettering humanity. My gift, and my gift you... to the world. <laughs> and what's up? I don't know. I'm having kind of a philosophical moment where um, I'm thinking, isn't this how we already live? In the sense that don't we always have the ability to make wishes and choices, maybe not unlimited, obviously, but to spend that year as best as we possibly can and to make the world a better place? Mm, that's very um, optimistic, but no, no, not at all. <laughs> time is finite. We time have, is, we time, time be, remains finite already, but, yeah, um, but we our abilities are also finite right now. This is the, the change would be that we'd suddenly have infinite ability to match right. with our finite time. Right. I think it's kind of like the same as the idea of like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. But then when you break down the math of that 24 hours in a day, so if you have access to like, you know, like money or, you know, personal planes or, power, yeah. yeah, as opposed to someone who like, you know, takes transit to everywhere they have to go, mm-hmm. that those 24 hours are, are divvied up and spent in wildly different ways. And oftentimes those 24 hours accrue interest for those who have the kind of money to invest, you know? Yeah. For example, also, it could be more of an influence thing. Even if it isn't directly money, it could be a matter of like, someone can just say something on, you know, put a post on Twitter and change the markets of the world and influence the world greatly. Whereas most of the time, no one even reads mine or even likes them. And I got I got some okay jokes in there. <laughs> so well, like the, the, the influence of a person also is a force multiplier Yeah, that everyone doesn't have the same amount of influence with the same act. Right. And then the wish being kind of making all things even vis-a-vis that force multiplier. That's mm-hmm. very, yeah, exactly. Okay. I've you want to hear a... more giraffe neck facts? <laughs> Let's get one more giraffe neck fact, because if if, I know you're loading them up. Giraffes so. have a voice box. For decades, it's been a simple answer. Nothing except for a snort or grunt every now and then. Though giraffes have a voice box, one line of thought was that due to their long necks, it was too difficult for the creatures to generate the airflow needed to vibrate their vocal folds. And so giraffes can't make noise? USA Today, titled, Scientists Finally Know What Sound a Giraffe Makes. I feel like we could have figured that out with a live mic. Here's another fun giraffe fact. Um, uh, Lions kill giraffes by strangulation. There you go. Wow. Okay, so it is possible to strangle a giraffe if you're as badass as a lion. Somebody get a hold of that zookeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do this for yourself. Hire the lions. Giraffe facts. Giraffe facts. Giraffe facts. Is that what you're going to be doing for your next podcast, Maddox? It could be all giraffe facts all the time, yeah. Mm -hmm. After a lot of giraffe research, probably get a job at a zoo. It seems like it's pretty easy to get a job at a zoo, so... I mean, if... If the guy trying actively <laughs> to strangle the animals is still employed, job. yeah, can't be that hard. But I feel like that's such like an old timey, like eighteen hundreds. Like, oh yes, I found this in the wilds of India. I shall try to strangle it with with my largest in my arms. Yes, here we go. Like it's such a, like a colonialist <laughs> mindset to animals, just being like, I shall dominate by killing you. Maybe that is how you get a job at a zoo, though. Is they just throw you in one of the habitats and go like subdue this animal and you've got the job. Yeah. And you have to, you have to draw the name of the animal out of a hat. <laughs> to see Miranda, which animal yeah. You have to fight. <laughs> if you work yes, at a zoo, let us know if we're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chameleon. Yes. <laughs> it'll, take, it'll take me a while to find it, but when I do. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Man, good luck. 
Well, actually, they change color based on emotion, so you just have to piss it off to find it. <laughs> or get it horny? So you just got to get it real worked up in the pre-fight yeah. press conference. And then, you, yeah, and then you can find it, yeah. I'm going to win that fight before I even step in the ring. <laughs> Smack talk on a chameleon. Uh, okay, I'm going to divert back. I've got another idea for a cost. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to steal what I thought was a clever post I saw on the internet first to set up the content context of it. Which someone once said like, "Hey, would you take uh you get a million dollars, but the person you hate most in the world also gets a million dollars?" And someone had a clever pond of like, "Of course, why wouldn't I want 2 million dollars?" Well, um uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, but let's let's take that as a magic wish thing and have it not be uh, so much self doubt. So let's say uh, you get as many wishes as you want, but for every wish you take, someone who is ideologically repugnant to you also <laughs> gets a magic wish. Oh right. Well, then the, I feel like that you just uh, you've turned yourself into a superhero. You're a Superman who has now found their Lex Luthor. Yeah. And you're you've got to uh, outsmart them with your magics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a Batman who's found a Joker and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it becomes a, uh, let's say, a gentleman's game uh, where everyone in the world are your pawns. Uh, I don't know. Like, my hubris says yes. My hubris says I could absolutely outwit the person I hate the most in this world. And here's the cool thing about this wish I don't even know who the person I hate most in this world is. So at least that wish would elucidate that for me. Mm-hmm. And I might be surprised. There it might be like someone who I'm like, really you? I, I don't, I don't even know you. But then within like two minutes of like interacting with them, I'd be like, yeah, no. Oh, you are the person I hate most. <laughs> it's the giraffe strangler. <laughs> it was him all along. I don't know, he seems pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is teaming up with the Giraffe Strangler versus Cat. Look, he's, oh, a, no. he's a goal-oriented individual, and he's <laughs> making steps to achieve his goal. I'm not saying I, I agree with him, but I respect the hustle. I don't know. This, this uh, concept, it feels a bit too much like Facebook kind of already is, you know? It's like, I've already lived this existence, like, where, you know, everything I care about, you can just see, like, the opposite is out there. Or Twitter. It feels like, wish Twitter. Yeah, more like Twitter, where it's, yeah, outside of your own friend group, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. everything you say, there's someone who views the world differently that comes yeah. at you. It would kind of be like being constantly forced to be on Twitter every day, all day. I don't think I'd go for that. I, I agree with Kat that I think I could outwit them wish-wise because I feel like the person who is most ideologically opposed to me would be significantly more self-interested. Whereas I'm like, I would be like, all right, let's fix the whole world and stuff, which is dangerous and full of hubris, sure. But um, the other person would be like, I want to be infinitely rich and have a beautiful wife and i'm like i don't care i'm fixing poverty for the whole world and i'm making humans able to go to space at light speed and stuff like that so i don't know even though we're opposed i don't know if we would intersect and cancel out i love the idea that your idea of a beautiful wife is fixing poverty for the whole world no i'm saying that's what they would do versus what i would do well i I just like that you know the person who's most ideologically opposed to you is you know, wants lots of money and a beautiful wife. And for some reason, this lightning bolt went into my brain of Maddox Campbell's arch nemesis is David Byrne. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm looking yeah, up who David Byrne is because I don't know. So oh, he's, he's a front man for Talking Heads. Yeah. Okay. This is not my beautiful house. This oh, okay. There we go. He'd be like, I'm letting the ears. How did I get here? Like, no. no, we're not. Uh, he's a weird dude. It's fine. Don't worry about if it. it. If I have to take him out, I will. He's easier to strangle than a giraffe. David Byrne? I don't know. Byrne? I don't know. Honestly, he's yeah. wiry. He's got a mm. really tough thorax. Have you seen him sing? That is uh, <laughs> a wiry man. And I feel like he could dart around most grapple holes. 100%. Wait. Wait for me to find out that Ann McMaster does not uh, appreciate my thorax, but all right. <laughs> Maddox, we talked about this. Okay, we're going to bring up the <laughs> All right. We have any other ideas on a, a really good... Uh, or and does anyone have an idea for a really good villain for themselves? Uh, or, <laughs> oh, yeah. Or another terrible cost? I, I'm struggling to think of who would be sort of most ideologically opposed to me. And uh, boy, it's, it just seems like probably just a lot of people I met in university, in like first year <laughs> philosophy classes. I don't think they have to be someone who is already famous. They could also just be someone who yes. is unknown and terrible. Some ding dong in a basement somewhere. Mm hmm. They likely don't get maybe out much. Closer to you. Like maybe a family member. That's really the way it shakes out usually, right? We've all got that one family member where we're like, oh, here's the Uncle John. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's two uncles I can think of. <laughs> yeah, imagine being forever engaged in combat with them. Like you just you can't win, right? Like my son, he's always like, mom, TikTok is great. And I'm like, no, TikTok is teaching machine learning. And he's like, I like machine learning. It gives me the content I want to see. And I'm like, I cannot imagine being like stuck in that argument for the rest of my life. <laughs> but you are. It's your son. I know, Matt. We said we wouldn't talk about the tough stuff. <laughs> All life. right. Like his so TikTok new, addiction. New consequence is you can have unlimited wishes, but every time you make a wish, Anne McMaster's son also gets to. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, that is not a world you want to live in. Oh, my God. oh honest, honestly, any children getting magic. There you go. <laughs> sounds like a terrible, like, if it was just you get a wish and someone under the age of 12 also gets a magic oh, yeah. wish. Now we're talking. Yeah. I am terrified of the consequences of that. <laughs> it was the entire premise of the show, Fairly Odd Parents. And it turned out, guess, it turned out fine. I guess. Oh, yeah. Did it turn out fine? I feel like they... Mostly. <laughs> mostly. Everybody's I feel like he caused massive right. mayhem on a regular basis, and that was where the hijinks ensued from. Yeah, but then it was always fine by the end, because he... I mean, I guess he couldn't just wish it back. Like, could he just wish it back to normal at the end of every episode? I don't know if I saw a lot of episodes all the way through. I feel like it would depend on the child. Like, if someone who grew up on, like, Are You Afraid of the mm. Dark? And was very aware of ironic consequences and horrifying things that can come of um, want and desire and need and without mm -hmm. uh, forethought. I don't know, man. Uh, if it's a shitty kid, if it's like a shitty goddamn kid, I'd be like, oh boy. Okay. Part of me would be like, I cannot wait to use my wishes to like slam this kid down. I Wait, what? Look, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> I'm a petty human being. I'm a petty human being. And uh, I've read enough, like, uh, stuff online where I'm just like, oh, someone just needs to, like, get <laughs> out of this kid. And then he's going to understand how the real world works. I wasn't being quite so, so, or at least not thinking of it so adversarial to the kids directly, because I've just, I've been teaching a lot of, like, six-year-olds lately. Oh, and, you've been, oh, 
Oh, that's so nice. That's so that's great. Well, I wouldn't want to give one a nuke is what I'm basically saying. Like, I feel like the consequences of like how shortly into the future they think things through uh, would mean that like they would likely destroy the universe within moments oh, of getting moments. magic. Moments. Yeah. But yeah. remember, before they can have that nuke, they have to beat a genie in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these kids are wiry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Scrappy, yeah. Scrappy little guys. Not afraid to fight dirty. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. No. Lots of biting. Whereas yeah, genies are all bound by rules. Obviously, UFC rules. No biting. I'm happy kids can't bite you through the internet. <laughs> I've always said that. You know, yeah. I've always said Let's that. not work on that feature, anyone. Really? I hope that's not part of the metaverse or anything yeah. like that. They add biting. Yeah, no, I we we already had that in but second life, and we you know, that away. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about Maddox, it. Maddox, don't worry about um, it. Okay. I can tell so you're thinking relief. about it, but stop. I am thinking about it. Stop thinking about how, for some reason, biting functionality was added <laughs> to second life. Don't think about Could the implications okay, of that. So why that would have been added. Well, now I can't not think about it. Just stop. Just don't worry. The more about you it. tell me to stop, the more it's hard to. Cat told you not to worry about it, and I feel like you're worrying about it. Like I'd hope it's a food thing, but it's probably a sex thing. It's a sex thing. Yeah, okay. It's a sex, it's a sex thing. thing. It's a sex thing. Um, also, consider this: like, if the kid gets like all these wishes, and like, yeah, it's very possible for a child to end the world in mm-hmm. no less than fifteen minutes. We've seen what they do a house. Um, when you also have all your own wishes, you can wish for the child to suddenly, there is that very typical wish, like, oh, do you want to, like, go back to, like, elementary school but have all the knowledge you have now? What if you, like, wish that on the child? (laughs) You wish the child has your knowledge or they have the knowledge they would have? Have the knowledge of everything, like, that they could ever possibly use and realize that, like, oh, here's why this is... um, anathema this is why this is hubris this is why this is terrible this is why this is uh coming from a good place but ends with terrible consequences if you gave all that to a child my Mm. god they would not be able to fight you they would just be stratified in a horrifying world of sudden truths and realizations and kind of it would be great to watch i see what you're saying and i counter with um no i want the world to be minecraft instead and that's and then the world is a square Right, but I'm saying that like they won't wish for Minecraft if you suddenly you tr- like shut yeah, all. Yeah, I'm saying the child's mind will actively reject all the information trying to be put into it. As a teacher of children, they will actively reject the oh, knowledge okay, as it's coming okay. in, and instead immediately turn the world into a giant cube. Hundred percent agree with Maddox, and as the mother here, my opinion is final. <laughs> when Henry was six, he would research what would happen if the if the Earth went into the sun, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> What if a black and hole? And research hands on, yeah. <laughs> from the moon, what would happen? He was like, Mom, this is so cool. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids are powerful. Yeah. Well, fair enough. You know what? Uh, and you're the expert on that, and I deferred your expertise, so... Um, <laughs> what if... So you can have all the wishes you want, but um, you have to, like, you have to have a monkey paw. And every wish you make, the monkey paw gets bigger, and it has to stay in your house. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Christ. Eventually, you just have a really big monkey paw in your living room that nobody wants to come over anymore. Well, I feel like I'd I'd wish for like a guest house for my monkey paw. <laughs> nope, it's got got to stay in the main house at at most forty feet from the master bedroom. <laughs> Can't be in a closet or something. I don't know. A big walking closet. I mean, closet. It, yeah, first, you know, it can be in the closet for a little bit. But it's not going to fit in there wishes. for, you know, right. after a certain Yeah, maybe time. we do it. It doubles in size with each wish. So it's like exponential growth. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be rough. Eventually, the whole world is not but a monkey paw. Yeah, eventually, the monkey paw is palming the world like a basketball. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you got the whole in world, world. Yeah. in your hand. You got the and whole world. That paw can strangle a giraffe. <laughs> once you wish it big enough. Once you, once you get there, yeah. yeah. My neck, my <laughs> hand. I'm sorry. And my, <laughs> <laughs> my chameleon. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't know if we came up with these one person each or whatever because we're going a little loose here. We're getting loosey goosey <laughs> on the final episode. But uh, let's go through the, the the costs we have pitched and see what we're feeling about them uh, now that we've had some time to have them uh, ferment. Okay. So we got infinite wishes, but you only get one year of life. Uh, we've got your wishes. You have you have multiple wishes, but they can be lost. They're physical objects that are easy to lose. Mm. Uh, you get infinite wishes, but every wish you grant gives an, one to your ideological enemy or... Gives it to a child under the age of 12. Or you got a monkey paw that keeps getting bigger and you got to keep it in your house. <laughs> Don't so forget, stupid. fight the genie. Oh, right. Fight the genie. I'm, I'm hoping that I get to fight uh, Shimmer and Shine from that Nick Jr. show. Because they're like I, child genies. And I think they'd be easy to defeat. Right, but you said they get their magic still. What what kind of magic did they have? And I didn't see this. I never watched the show on account of being an adult man, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so who knows how much these children genies we've already I'm, established. I'm just assuming that I get to bring a tag team partner as well. <laughs> it's two of them. Versus me and a giraffe. <laughs> I got how you are covered, me and the giraffe Paul. ever going to coexist? I got you covered, Paul. I got a strong thorax. I'll be in there. I'll help you out. Awesome. Thanks, man. Uh... <laughs> Maddox, it's so nice to hear you move into a place of self-acceptance. I do. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, what What are we thinking about these? Yeah, which one do we think? Are there any that we can just nix out as being too easy or too hard? I feel like the can lose one is probably too easy. Like, we'll probably get a good bag. That'd be fine, yeah. If the worst thing we'll that can happen is a rat gets a pizza. Yeah won't be the worst thing that happens but yeah you're right um i really i love okay so if we're nixing things in a weird way i feel like um the idea of like you only have one year left to live but you can do literally anything you want you have unlimited resources i feel like that's too easy at at some point all of us will only have Hmm. one year left that is true it's like a if the moment comes at the right time, like the older the get you get, the less you're paying for this, essentially, because we are all uh, just running from the Reaper, who stalks us constantly throughout our lives. I would feel like that would be like that to me. That's not a consequence at all. It's just like, well, that's part of life. And then I get the joy of being able to 
you know, either uh, travel or, or uh, meet people I never would have been able to before, help people in a way that I never have been financially mm-hmm. able to. So I feel like that's like an easy one to like kind of put aside. Like that would, what a beautiful thing. Like, again, wake a mish, uh, like wake a mish. Oh my God. Like make a wish foundation kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, really interesting you yeah. say that though, because I'm kind of swinging the other way on that one of I wouldn't mm-hmm. take that. Really? Yeah, I don't think I would. Why not? Well, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of in a good place in my life where I'm happy and I get to spend time and do fun things with people I love. And, you know, I wouldn't want to just have a year of that. Some, I guess, yeah, there's something in are the, are the, is the time itself more valuable regardless of the abilities you have within it? Some. Yeah, I guess depending on how you're feeling about your place in the world, that actually could be a huge cost. I feel like I struggle with it a little too because I like having me around. (laughs) I like having you around too, Maddox. Yeah. And as much as I feel like I I would struggle with it because I I get the point of like, well, if I, one of my biggest fears is have I wasted or not used my life properly? If I know I can use it because I suddenly have infinite power, I will at least be happy knowing my legacy is secure. I will have done something useful with my life. Mm. But I also do like having a life. So I'm, I'm, I'm real middle on that one. I'm right on the line. That actually might be a pretty strong candidate. I, I think so too. And how are you feeling about it? Well, it's interesting. It occurs to me that it's sort of a question of how happy are you with the life that you have now versus the one that you could dream up for yourself. And what's more important to you, which I love because I think that's a question that we're always asking ourselves all the time. What if, what if we were happy with what we had? So yeah, if you're happy with what you have, then you're saying you wouldn't want to lose all the years to come yeah. for improvements. Yeah. Cause I think that's sort of the goal is to be happy with what we've got. You know, mm-hmm. are you in Barbados right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't have a genie to make that come true. I made it come true. So <laughs> I'm pretty happy with what I got. And I apologize for all the buses going by outside. I don't think I hear buses. I think I hear uh, wind blowing through palm trees or something like that. Uh, um, yes. And that pounding sound is the waves. So Yeah, yeah. waves. Yeah. 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 So it's it's not so much bad audio quality, but just, you know, frustrating, I guess. Bad, badass. Um. <laughs> All those bar buses going by, you know. Yeah. My questionable life choices in the background. What a lovely sound. All right, so I think that, I think that one's a pretty good candidate. That actually, then we might end up ending on that one. Let's let's just go through some of the other ones and see if we can if they're in contention or if they're straight out. Big monkey paw, honestly, as weird as that would be. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I, I I think I'm willing to nix it. I would just take the monkey paw. Fine, whatever. I can be I can be eccentric and powerful with a you monkey paw. You have a really weird Halloween costume for at least two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm, fine by me. I'm glad to have submitted something stupid enough to be on par with any of the other stupid things I've said <laughs> on any episode I've appeared on of this show. <laughs> that's all we were hoping for. Uh, fight the genie. <laughs> God, I'm stupid. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it may be just too much of a wild card because we got no idea what genie's coming in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you I think to fight a snake, man, that's different than fighting. A, I don't know, like 
12-legged deer god. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess, yeah, wait, if we're, if we're doing not just genies specifically, but wish granters, then it could just be like, you have to fight the shooting star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And you really get hit by a meteor. Um, yeah, fun. I don't think, uh, I don't think there's... I think it's just too random. We have no idea what's coming out of that one. Uh, and then we've got giving wishes to enemies or children. Do we have some strong thoughts on that? <laughs> I love that enemies and children are in the same uh, group. Uh, yeah. That's great. No, that checks out to me. I don't... And no, and exactly like to Anne's uh, point earlier, it's like, yeah, man, like uh, the kid will just go with it. Like, like, oh, we can make it all Minecraft and it's going to be totally cool and neat. It's like, oh, honey, no, you're 12. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. You do not understand. And I know, like, if I was given that kind of power when I was, like, 12, 15, I'd be like, you know what? Would the world would be great if everyone would just, like, fucking loved anime as much as me. And that would not have turned out well mm-hmm. at all. Not large scale for the whole world, no. No, sweet, gentle Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, okay, but now I do want to see a Jesus anime. Like that would probably be interesting. I know it's not a religious podcast, but like the Bible done as an anime would probably be. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> a friend of mine once did go to uh, Anime North, and uh, her and her friend invented their own anime called Gun X Christ. Okay. And they, they dressed up in like sort of half religious, half anime uh, wear and and went to this con and basically walked around trying to like trick gatekeeping weebs into saying like, oh, yeah, I know that show that they had just made up. Made up. Yeah. Oh, my God, Paul. Oh, I love your friends. Yeah, uh, that yeah. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> It is kind of just always a competition to who can do the most obscure thing. So making up your own thing that doesn't exist is probably a way to win. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's like she showed me pictures of her in like this like sort of weird anime like nun outfit with a bazooka like twice the size of her torso. <sighs> there are Incredible. enough nuns with bazookas in existing anime that it's very plausible. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So are we all watching that after this? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what we're going to we're gonna so i guess we're gonna have to make it and watch it together after this but yeah um yeah unlimited wishes to a child it's a ter- it's a terrifying prospect if you think about right. it and it feels like that that episode of um twilight zone with like the billy in the cornfield mm. like the kid who took the entire town hostage and would like always say like well because i have these powers i'll send you to the cornfield if you don't do exactly as i say and kids will do that the only I think reason it's even... kids don't kill their entire families and the planet is because they don't have the power. So... As seen on the documentary, The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. I think it is scarier, actually, too, than someone who's like ideologically opposed to you because you feel like you can outsmart someone else who's just right. against and, you, and, but and you're and not creative walking, enough to counter a child. You can, but when it's a kid, yeah, when they haven't had everything like developing like in their minds or like as far as their arguments or feelings are concerned, that's way more scary or that someone who is just like literally going off their impulses of their uh, emotions. Henry their- once punched me because I wouldn't let him poop in the garden. <laughs> well, Alright, so I guess we're not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. And Henry, if you're listening, thank you for all the years of entertainment. 
Are, so are we, yeah, I guess are we all against child then, I guess? Yeah. There's actually no. something in childhood. <laughs> That's how we're gonna phrase it. <laughs> are we all anti-children? Is that what I'm asking you? Yes, as a mother, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti a child being in charge of things. They must Absolutely. be controlled and constrained. The world is <laughs> All right, so I think we're down to the just enemy then. So your your ideological enemy. Um Let's do some votes on that. You get infinite wishes, but you think your ideological enemy gets them too for everyone you get. Um, Kat, do you think you can best best them, whoever they may be? I would like to think that I could. And if anything, I would be angry at myself for not taking that kind of challenge on. Mm. And uh, yeah, like that would be a hard fight. But I grew up watching Sailor Moon. I grew up watching Power Rangers. I grew up watching the Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. Like, look, me and my team, I think, can take on some of the hardest people in this world with only the power of love and friendship. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, what about you, Paul? How do you feel about giving power to your enemies? Oh, boy. Because, I mean, at that point, the responsibility falls on me to basically yeah. be countering everything that they're, that they're doing. And it becomes mm-hmm. less, you know, it becomes less about me having all of those wishes that I wanted. And it becomes more about essentially me being okay. Superman and, <laughs> you know, having to live my life according to... I would essentially like be giving up my life to do yeah, it, I guess. To do eternal battle with some like fucking chud who doesn't think black people deserve to vote. Uh, yeah. So like, I uh, oh boy, as as long as he gets to make the wish after me, and there's like a caveat that he's not allowed to undo my wishes. Uh, I mean, you would get, I think it would be back and forth. Like they get one every time you get one. So they get it second. They've kind of got the hammer to use curling parlance. Yeah. But, but you get to determine if there's another one after, cause you get, you get to decide how many rounds that goes. Boy. So I wish like, oh, you know, I, I wish to end world hunger. And then immediately his wish is I wish everyone like had guns stapled to their hands <laughs> yeah. at all times. Well, I'm not allowed to undo that if he's not allowed to undo mine. And then eventually it just becomes increasingly hyper-partisan. Yeah. And unfortunately, we all have guns now. We're not allowed to On our hands. That's probably... Yeah, we're going to lose a lot of babies to their gun hands. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd take it. Okay. I don't think I I can handle the responsibility. I don't believe in myself as much as Kat does. (laughs) Well, okay. All right. And Anne? I don't know, guys. To me, this is like exactly the same as the kid one. I just, you know, I just don't want to give that much power to my son. You know, like it, everything. <laughs> is your son your ideological? Yes, every day, every minute of every day. Henry, brush your teeth. No, Henry, do your homework. Uh, no, uh, Henry, you can't eat lunch in your pajamas. You know, it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be engaged in that. That he's too smart for me. That's the problem with being a parent. Is you raise the next generation is smart. They're really, really smart. And they, they, they bust your ass. So yeah, he's my mortal enemy. We're locked in it. It's my role in life is to like 
oh gosh, struggle to shape this person. And um, yeah, I, I, to me, it's the same question. I would not want him to have that power. Okay, so I think that one's also pretty even because I would be yes. Because again, I I'm I believe in myself like cat. I think mm. I would be better at it than maybe I just think too little of my opponents. But I feel like I would be better Not at it. Neither of us have children, <laughs> uh, and I think I think I could win at being wishmaster of the world. Basically, uh, the, fi- the final episode of this podcast has turned into. Genie War. Yeah, Genie Wars. Brought to you by Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Could you survive the Genie Wars? I'd watch the shit out the of children won't. Genie Wars. <laughs> so that one that one is even. And then so I guess I, I gotta do a double check on the one year then. So infinite wishes, but one year. Someone was a no. I was for sure, no. right? Paul was a no. Cat Cat, where were you on that one? On the uh, on this question, um, I'm kind of a yes, actually. All right, uh, Anne, where were you on that one? I was a philosophical no. Philosophical no. Okay, sorry. I think I had you as like a, a neutral. You weren't sure. So there we go. That's a no. And then so I can, uh, yeah, I think I'm a I'm I'm close to the middle, but I'm a no on that one too. So I think the one we're most even with is actually giving it to our enemies. Oh boy. Cool. So. I think that's where we're going to leave it. Then. That's what we're going to put to the audience as our final, uh, final wish also, vote. Also, when you put this all to your enemies, and then eventually, when the enemies realize, like, oh my god, they were actually like so bad, but then like um, they weren't all that bad to begin with, but then they realize, like, oh my god, what I've done is so bad, and like what you're doing is so good, and then like suddenly it's like a fan fiction where like these people come together. I hope the the genie wars end in peace. <laughs> but all we can really hope is that the genie wars end soon. You know, it's um, it's not like the Dominion War in DS9. <laughs> <laughs> we know we don't know how the genie wars will end. There's there's too much uncertainty in these uncertain times. <laughs> and also, wild magic happening constantly, changing the rules of reality. So, yeah, and and also fast food falling from the sky, like in <laughs> If someone's hum- hungry enough, then yeah. Yeah, as a fast food bender in the uh, ideological wars, like, of course, this is what I'm doing for both sides. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, you can have as many wishes as you want. But for every wish you take, your ideological opposite somewhere in the world will get a wish as well. Uh, I was for this and Kat was for this, believing we could fight the genie wars. Paul and Anne were not. But what about you, audience? What would you, uh, would you take this wish? And uh, this is our last wish. Uh, does anyone have any last comments about genies and wishes and magic? This, this is your last chance to get them out on my podcast. I, I do have a question that I would like to sure. pose to everybody about genies. Sure. Uh, and it ties into, um, sorry to sort of hijack this in terms of promoting my show. Uh, <laughs> the, pen is, the pen is mightier, the greatest audio fan fiction and erotica podcast that there is. Um, basically the question that I want to ask everybody is who's the hottest genie? I mean, I guess, yeah, we got to do it now. It's, it's the um, only chance I'm going to have to ask your listeners. Um, oh, you want to just want to put out the, 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 put the audience, not, or put it not out to the people here. Of course, to the panel. I want to know what you guys yeah. think. I feel like I need a refresher on a list of genies, which I'm now Googling, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which now feels like 
played an amazing djinn in the production of Scheherazade I did for Next Stage Festival in 2014. So shout out to Chris Fowler. <laughs> okay. So more lo- a local uh, hottie genie. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I think for femme genie, it's got to be genie for my dream of genie. Mask genie. I mean, Jafar. Once he becomes a genie. Ooh, yeah. Jafar is is way hotter than the Robin Williams genie. Robin Williams genie is like dad bod genie. Yeah, he's like he's your best friend, and you, you love him. Yeah, Jafar genie. I mean, but Jafar is the sexy genie. He's got like ten pack, cum gutters. He's got it all. <laughs> Any ladies want to join us on this? So I feel less uncomfortable. No, 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 no. We wanted you to just keep talking. Okay. I've said my piece. Yeah, I mean the Wishmaster Genie has a, a real sexy voice. I'll give him that too. Oh, it's I, that's true. I I don't think I'm I'm won over by Shazam or uh, Kazam, Kazam from Sha- Shaq, the Shaq Genie. Yeah, but do you think you could take Shaq in a fight? No, <laughs> probably not. He's nowhere near tall enough. Leave that man alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I guess I guess I gotta go with. Yeah, Far and I Dream of Genie sound good to me. All but right. I'm sure someone will find a deeper cut for both of us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Uh, do you want me to do like my outro right now? Um, I'll do it. Sure. You know what? Yeah, Paul managed to get his plug in there. I'll say it again at the <laughs> end. But yeah, you want to get in a plug, everyone? <laughs> Let's just do them now. Great. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah, uh, what a what a joy it's been to be a part of this podcast series. I have loved every episode that I've been a part of, and what a what a true honor to be a part of this last one. So thank you so much, Maddox, for having me on board. Um, let's see. My God, like my wishes are so dumb and stupid, and um, thank you for treating them with the kindness that one would reserve for like a fern plant. (laughs) As far as like plugs are concerned, it's the pandemic. I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at Latwinka. That's what I got. Yeah, no, that's great. See, it's great if it's evergreen because someone will finish this uh, podcast years from now and then they'll find out whatever cat's up to then. What about you, Anne? What do you What do you want to give us a last message to our audience slash your pluggables? Don't have children. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, do it. It's the best thing you'll ever do. I love you, Henry. And yeah, visit Barbados. You can send me uh, hate messages at Crystal <laughs> McMaster on Instagram. But I'm living my best life, so knock yourself out. All right. And I'll say I did. I didn't mention it off the top, but maybe I should mention it now. I did pick the cast of this final episode on purpose. Uh, Anne and Paul were on my first episode, and I love a good bookend. Thanks, Matt. You guys have wrapped. You've been here for the whole journey. It's been really fun. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, and Paul and Kat have both been on the most episodes throughout the whole run. I've got nothing to do. (laughs) I mean, we're just riding that Wishmaster train at the top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i really want to thank uh, all of you and all my other guests for joining me on what is basically just me wanting to play with magic wishes in my head and wanting to say them out loud and share them with the world and uh, uh thank you for letting 
me take your dumb ideas seriously. And thank you for taking my dumb ideas seriously. That's all I could ever ask for. We love you, Maddox. You're amazing. Yeah. 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 Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what we came up with. I'll post this final poll on Twitter for the next week, and wish polls from every single episode will always be open for you to vote on on the Break-A-Wish discussion group on Facebook. I might not keep as close an eye on social media going forward, so reach out to me personally at Maddox Campbell on Twitter or at KixNGigglesENT on Instagram. You can also find my work, podcasts, writing, news about live shows, at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com. If you want more of my guests, listen to Paul JP's podcast, The Pen is Mightier, on the Podcavern Network. Find Kat Letwin on social media at Latwinka. And find Anne McMaster on social media at Sheikah McMaster. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at the Sonar Network. Com. Thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast, whether you've been here from the start, jumped around episode to episode, or are joining us now for your first time. Weird choice of a first episode, but you live your life. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please stay subscribed. I'll be sure to post an announcement of my next project when it's ready in this feed. And if you really enjoyed it and you want to support me as an artist, consider donating by going to the Kicks and Giggles website and clicking support us. I got a donation recently, and it really brightened my day to know I was appreciated. Thanks, Velvet, for your contribution. Until next time, goodbye, good luck, and may all your wishes come true. Oh, well, maybe not that one wish. I, I just don't think you really thought through all the consequences. If you don't take all the factors into account, we could be talking about an extinction-level event. Nothing's more social. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.
Thank you to everyone who li- <clears throat> Thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast. Whether you've been here from the start, jumped around to different episodes listening only to ones with titles that you thought were interesting, or joined us for the first time. Weird choice of a first episode, but you live your life. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please stay subscribed. I'll be sure to post an announcement of my next project when it's in the f- when it's ready. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please stay subscribed. I'll be sure to post an announcement of my next project when it's ready in this feed. And if you really enjoyed it and want to support me as an artist, consider donating by going to kicksandgigglesentertainment.com and clicking support us. I got a donation recently and it really brightened my day to know that I was appreciated. Thanks Velvet for your contribution. Until next time, goodbye, good luck, and may all your wishes come true. Oh, well, maybe not that one wish. I just don't think you've really thought through all the consequences. If you don't take all the factors into account, it could lead to an extinction-level event. Nothing is more socially awkward than causing the extinction of the human race.